You are listening to Going Solo, Small Landlords in Ontario, the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, please visit our website at soloontario.ca. We would also like to thank our sponsor, coffeeandmortgage.ca. They're your number one award-winning mortgage team. And without further delay, the podcast begins. Hello, good night, everybody. Welcome to the Small Ownership Landlord Ontario's solo podcast series. This is a series where you're going to be telling us about your landlord experience. Today, we have board member Kevin Costen, a landlord helping other landlords through his experience. He wrote a book narrating his interesting story. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Booba. Let's go right to the point. Why did you write this book? Well, uh, my book, uh, Rent to Ruin, of course, um, is is a chronicling of the uh, of the experiences I had with a uh, a set of tenants, two uh, two tenants who were a father and a son, and uh, I wanted to really just tell the story. You know, one of the the core ideas with, with us at Solo is to try to tell landlord stories. And I thought to myself, what better than to tell this story in a long-form format? And uh, it, it might have given me the opportunity to really understand why what happened happened. So that's really what, what I wrote the book for, just to let everybody understand uh, what this story was about. Okay, let's go back a bit. Tell us how you became a landlord. You, you know, I was I was somewhat a, re- a reluctant landlord. I I had been uh, renting, if you will, uh, to, to my to my family, and and they were you know they weren't uh, bound by any lease or anything. There was just uh, sometimes money would come in, but for the most part, they were living free. Uh, and when they left, there was a uh, obviously an empty house left behind, and I couldn't move back into the house, so. Uh, being a landlord was what was on the table for me. So I went out and looked for a tenant and yeah, that's, that's how it all came to be. I, I really didn't plan on it, but it came together like that. So basically you were an accidental landlord. In a way, yes. Accidental is an interesting way to say it, but yeah, it does, it does seem like it was a little bit accidental. Was it your first time to be a landlord? Yes. Yeah, uh, totally. First time ever. First, uh, um, uh, even, even the first time I even pondered doing anything like that. So, and what were your expectations then? Wow, yeah. So if I go back to that moment and I think about what kind of expectations I had, one of the expression, expectations I had was to do better than what I had seen before. Because as, as for the most part, a lifelong tenant, because I grew up uh, uh, not very well off, mainly poor, living in Toronto. And I, I had been a tenant for most of my life until I bought a, a house, of course. But, uh, you know, so one of my expectations of myself was to just do better than what had done that I, I had seen previously. I'd seen some really bad landlords over the years. So I wanted to do better, uh, break the cycle of, of, of many of the bad things I've seen in the past. Try to be fair to the tenant, you know, provide good housing, safe housing. You know, um, 
and 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 my tenants had uh, the entire house, so they had they had free reign of, of uh, like quite a lot of things. I gave them a lot of furniture. And I paid a first couple, the first uh, two months of, of internet access. I tried to be better, you know. This was my expectation set for myself, if you will. So that's yeah. Is that what they call uh, "no good deeds uh, go unpunished"? Yes, a lot of phrases. Uh, you know, you might hear that phrase ringing through your mind as you read the book. <laughs> yes, I encourage people to really read the books uh, where uh, he Kevin describes uh, his ordeal. In the book, uh, you describe how you met uh, your tenant and uh, what you know now to be red flags. What would you do differently? Well, yeah, you see that that's a um, that's in a, in a little bit of a, of, of a sense. It's a very very big learning opportunity, and and even writing the book, I I, I, I had the chance to go back on some of the choices I made in the early days of, of screening my tenants, and and these red flags were 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 pretty huge and I just it kind of disregarded it you know uh, and some of the things I learned uh, in the process uh, even from my my experience was uh, uh, one of the tenants I didn't meet him you know I, I one of the one of the tenants had come to see the house and the second tenant I hadn't met him yet he was on the lease and he was a signatory on the lease so I you know I took the tenants word for it and uh, let it slide let it slide not even meeting I eventually would never ever meet that one tenant, and that that was a big red flag. I should not have let go. Uh, there, were, there's a case where there were there were issues of uh, 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 a credit reading, so he gave me a credit report, and the credit report I just accepted it as it was. I wasn't uh, too critical about what I saw, and in in the end, he forged the credit report. I should have been more, you know, uh, careful and more. Uh, you, you know, thing bad bad people do bad things sometimes, and I, I should have been more careful about that, and and I wasn't. So those those kind of red, you know, there were unusual things that the tenant was doing. That's yeah, you know, those were kind of red flags. Maybe nothing that was very large, but you know, as they accumulated, they became larger. And I again, I kind of let it slide. I didn't want conflict. I didn't want to. I'm not. I'm not out to fight with anybody. I wanted to just carry on and, you know, provide the house. They provide me rent. We, we move on. I fix any problems, you, you know. So it was, uh, um, yeah. There were there were several red, red flags in hindsight, you know. As they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. In hindsight, I, you know, I look back and I say, wow, you know, I should have really been more, more careful. Totally. So basically, as a small landlord, you were, I didn't put a naive. In a lot of ways, that was yes. That's one of the. The biggest things I would change about about uh, then is just not be so naive. I was so excited, you know. I described this in a book, but I was so excited that anybody wanted to rent my my house. Wow, you know, isn't that the coolest thing? Somebody wants to pay me money to live in my house, and uh, you know, in a way that sort of blinded me. You know, it's 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 a unusual kind of blindness, but I. I I do. Uh, I, I do think it was uh, part of the whole uh, experience. You know, is it fair to say that uh, your uh, ex tenant now couldn't uh, pull out uh, with uh, a corporate landlord? Uh, yes, I think it's fair to say that. I think a corporate landlord they're they're much more strict about how they uh, approach 
things, and, and they probably would be checking openroom.ca, which is where uh, a site, if you guys don't know, it's a site where you take an LTB order and you post it. Uh, and then other landlords can, you know, by way of open room, are able to screen their tenants better. So I think corporate landlords would would not have, you know, would not let this tenant slide. They the tenant would not uh, uh, get housing under a corporate landlord. Uh, so when it looks like uh, you are targeted because you're a small landlord, it would be easier, cut and cut, to fool you. Do you think your case is common among the small landlords in Ontario? You know, it's it's it's. I'm sad to say that it is all too common. As 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 you know, Boba, we we. We see these stories too often, uh, and and too many small landlords are targeted. Too many stomach small landlords are don't are not equipped to face these kind of challenges. They have maybe uh, language barriers. They maybe there are other other barriers. It, it's just it's just rampant now. It's really a, a case where where um, it's it's very common. You know, not to not to the extreme of my case, because my case, uh, as as you would read in the book, is 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 pretty extreme, but. Yes, you know, on 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 several different levels, these things are common, and and landlords, because of the way our system is currently arranged, landlords are being preyed upon uh, for things like being uh, being good or being nice or being tolerant or patient, you know, and now uh, your patience has to extend to twelve months if you're not getting rent. So yeah, uh, sadly, it is it is unfortunately common. Well, how do you rate what I call this uh, whole adventure? Did you get any support? Yeah, I did. Of course, I got I, I got quite a bit of support uh, from from all directions. Uh, thankfully, uh, friends were really really stepped up to help. In the beginning, I didn't really know where to go. You know, it's uh, uh, it would be it would be a hard road because a lot of the a lot of the people I knew coming from where I came from they they're not landlords. They're not you know, aware of, of, of these things. But, uh, you know, one of, one of my best friends actually rented out uh, an apartment to uh, a young fellow in his twenties and he turned out to be like a pedophile. So as shocking as that, that experience was, it was like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, of experience to draw upon in terms of friends and, and, and family. Uh, so, but I did get support. I did get some, some basic support, of course, from my, my fiance at the time and, and now wife, uh, and uh, and it led to you know presumably I I, I sense the next question is the, about solo which kind of led to uh, uh, talking to solo and really getting the kind of support I needed as opposed to you know uh, a pat on the back and say oh I'm sorry that their your tenants are like this you know really valuable and constructive support is is where that all led to right so but then uh, you found uh, solo small ownership landlord Ontario. Tell us how it happened. Why uh, did you join Solo? Well, yeah. So, you know, I, I have to think back to this uh, this moment of time. And this was, I think, June of, of 2022. And I was really struggling. Uh, the abuse from my tenant had really ratcheted up to a, 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 a much higher level. And uh, I was reaching out to any you know, anyone that would talk to me and I, I had learned that there were paralegals. I hadn't, I hadn't even known about paralegals. I, like many people just thought, okay, there's lawyers and there's court cases. <laughs> so I learned about paralegals and then I'd learned more about these associations that are, uh, that are out there and they're, 
uh, as we know, there are a great many associations out there. Uh, now, many, if not most of them, they expect money up front right away. And, you know, as a struggling landlord, I was like, you know, I'm losing money now. I'm not getting rent. Uh, my house is being damaged uh, on a regular basis. I just need someone to put me on the right path, give me some kind of advice to help me in some way to start, you know? Uh, and that's what Solo represented. Their Solo really just, you know, uh, was a suggestion from perhaps a friend. I, I, I don't even recall uh, where the suggestion came from, but it was... Uh, it was like one association and then there was a second association I contacted. And then the third one was, was solo. And I realized that there, there actually was uh, support, you know, as opposed to, you know, pay me X number of dollars and then, you know, we'll help you. But I didn't even know what that help would, what form that would take. So, uh, then I, I connected with a solo and it was through the, uh, the, the direct phone line, which I ended up talking to board member Rose, which led to Varun. Which led to you know really valuable constructed constructive advice and uh, and well yeah and more and more and meeting people and then eventually uh, to the board so it was just like that essentially and then uh, you you are now basically helping other landlords uh, based on your experience how do you feel you know I feel uh, I feel like first and foremost I'm putting all that energy into you know something constructive. Because a lot of this is just really tough energy to deal with. It's like you got all this built up, you know, anger, emotion, and 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 it it it, it even sit it sits with me today, even after all all, all of this time. Uh, and some of this is in the past tense, but you, you know, really putting that energy into something constructive and and helping other landlords. I think that this is fundamental. You know, when you have when you have something that you step into that, that provides you with the, the, the help you need, it is only normal to want to turn around and give, give back to that, you know, give back to the people that helped you, of course, but give back to the community that was there to, you know, guide you and give you, give you what you needed in that moment. And sometimes it wasn't what I wanted, you know, like uh, Rolling Stones say, you get what you need instead of what you, you know, like that's, it's, it, it was a timely and important advice and not always what I wanted to hear, but it, it, it set me on a path that, that led to success. So yeah, I feel, I, I, I feel fulfilled in a lot of ways to, to be able to help and to give back and to, to elevate solo because this is what we all are trying to do on the board is to, to elevate solo, to be, you know, uh, something more to help every land in Ontario. If we could, I would do it. Is it a way like a heal of healing for you, like uh, getting involved on helping others? It's a way of, uh, as you said, channeling your energy on um, more positive stuff. Absolutely, it is. It is. It is a. It's a way of uh, uh, letting that sort of uh, uh, sort of anxious mental energy and a way of letting it letting it go. Sometimes you know, landlords vent, and I've had my chances to vent about my experiences too. You know, the whole book you could say is a way of venting, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's so true. It's 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 a healing process, and and we're all healing together as a community, and 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 all all landlords are, uh, especially small landlords in particular, we're, we're all we're all either in it and healing or out of it and healing, and, and there's a lot of healing to go around. <laughs> uh, going back uh, to the to the 
present a housing crisis in Ontario. Do you understand that uh, some part of the society will see landlords as privileged people with uh, million dollars assets, while the tenants are in uh, a quote-unquote uh, unbalanced, uh, vulnerable position? How do we reconcile this? Right, that's a it's a big one, right? Because of uh, where housing is today and where the sentiment is today, uh, it's it's true, and there is a there is a very big perception of landlords being uh, predatory and preying on 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 tenants and being, like you said, privileged, and and whereas a tenant is uh, perhaps not as privileged because they're renting. You know, I think that's that it's one of the struggles we face every day because a small landlord. Well, yes, they own a house. They are, you know, they're not always as well off as people think, especially if they're just one unit uh, or, or one or two units in a, in a duplex. the The idea and the perception of, of of a landlord being privileged and having this onerous power over over tenants is something that we work to change every day, because we're just we're just people. We're just trying to get by. We're just trying to do our best, renting out to tenants. Uh, and 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 uh, we're not making you know like corporate uh, uh, landlords. We're not making like fifty percent profit on 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 houses and and rentals. So yeah, this is a uh, it's a tough perception to 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 combat. Uh, I'm in a in a in a somewhat unique position uh, uh, in terms of who I am and, and where I came from. Is I did not come from privilege. I understand that you know uh, I understand many of these perspectives in it when it comes to tenants tenants and. Uh, and seeing uh, landlords that that do bad things to them, so you know it's a perception that I think that is is has to change because out there things are changing. You know, small landlords are becoming more and more common, whereas large and corporate landlords are not. Uh, they don't have a stranglehold over every rental, right? It's not. Uh, it's 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 a matter of the fact that we we are uh, people of. Uh, uh, of all uh, stripes and 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 whatnot, and we're, um, we're we're just renting our houses, and we're you know we deserve to be treated like anybody else. We deserve justice like anyone else, right? So, notwithstanding uh, all that happened, do you feel for your uh, now ex tenant who is uh, having will be out of the street, will most likely be having the issue getting a new place to to stay? Well, that's a yeah, that's a that's a big question because you know when I when I think of one of my tenants, uh, he um, he has has some uh, issues, medical issues, and I, I do feel for him, and I do feel like he uh, he like me faced a great deal of abuse. So on that regard, yes, of course, uh, and I don't ever want anyone to be homeless. Uh, you know, that's not that's not the goal of any landlord, I don't think. So uh, the reality is that we. We need to support people in where they are and, and what they are. And uh, in a way, perhaps my uh, my tenant, uh, my abusive tenant, might might be better accommodated in the Kingston Penitentiary. But you know, regardless, he deserves accommodations like anyone else. Um, so you know, I don't I, I don't wish ill on him uh, in any regard. No. Um, so that's. Well, what's now? You still have uh, a valuable property, while your tenant has nothing. So, what's your plan now with that property? Well, um, now is rebuilding. 
So, um, as, as mentioned in the book, there, there is, there was a, uh, an, uh, an incident with the, with a tenant where the tenant started a fire in the basement, uh, and essentially burnt the, burnt the house down to, uh, basically a shell. So the outside shell was left over and everything else was, uh, pretty much destroyed. So, but uh, came away the story. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you're, <laughs> I should have mentioned that, but, uh, uh, yeah, so you know, right now the the uh, the efforts on my part, uh, the house can't be lived in. There are no utilities. There is no electrical or gas or water, uh, and it's just rebuilding. Thankfully, knock on wood, the uh, the insurance company is paying for the rebuild, and uh, the rebuild is 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 quite uh, quite costly. So that that would have, like uh, like in the title, that would have absolutely ruined me if there was no insurance to cover this. So. Yeah, the, right now it's rebuilding. Uh, I am aware of the fact that my tenant is uh, is accommodated in in an apartment somewhere, so uh, he did find accommodations. Uh, perhaps maybe fraudulently, one never knows. But yes. So the tenant landlord relationship, uh, uh, it's uh, it can be fraught with uh, conflict. How do you think, uh, in a perfect world, that relationship should be managed? Yeah, you know, that's one of the things when I talk to landlords, other other landlords about their their current struggles. I always I always try to relate the fact that you want to, if you have a good relationship, hold on to that, find ways to compromise, find ways to work with them, find ways to to make you know make peace with with the tenant. Especially if there are uh, tense moments, you know, raising the rent can be a tense situation. Inspections can be somewhat tense. I always say try to just, you know, um, uh, work on that relationship because it's always easier if you ask the tenant to to move on, help them move on, even pay moving expenses or something like that. There is no LTB. There is no problems. Everybody moves on with their lives. So. You know, I, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel the way forward is trying to find compromise, find, find common ground. You know, we are in a, in an environment that breeds, uh, uh, anger and tension, you know, and we, we're all collectively have the power to ease that tension by, by communicating, by discussing, by letting tenants know what we want to do, by, by hearing them out if they have a problem, by figuring out what it takes, by maintaining the property you know, promptly, you know, things like this go a long way to, uh, uh, having a positive, good relationship with your tenant. And then when, you know, when something needs to happen, you can, you can talk it out and possibly find a, a way forward. So a lot of this is communication and compromise and, uh, we have a long way to go, you know, the, all of us. But some people will say it takes two to tango. A compromise has to go from both sides, right? So true. So true. You can't, you know, no, if a tenant stops paying rent, there's no way you can compromise. You are not getting rent. They're living in your house for free. This is sometimes it just goes in a direction. You can't do anything about it. So we have to have justice when that happens. We have to have prompt justice as, as what our, uh, our system is built on they're, and they're, and they're failing on so many regards. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, we're getting close to to the end. Where can people uh, get the book? Right, the book now is available for pre-order. Uh, you can find it on the web at uh, 
book.solo.ca. Just type that into your web browser and you'll come to the pre-order page. Um, there will be a book signing and a, uh, a, a book launch event on November 3rd at our solo uh, conference celebration. Uh, that will be, I will do a, a, a short uh, speech on the book. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sign any anybody's book that uh, would like that. And uh, just from there on, it will be available through other channels as uh, as I build into maybe more formats. I think about uh, making a, like a uh, uh, electronic or digital version, perhaps maybe an audio book. So, you know, more things ahead, just getting the book out. The book should be released by the end of the month and shipping out to pre-orders. Uh, so that's where it's at. Thank you for your time. This was Kevin Costin, board member of Small Ownership Landlord of Ontario. Stay tuned for the series that we are having with uh, solo landlord experience. Great. Thank you so much, Bubba.